Pokemons of the day, and this is Surf and Bird. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Philip. And I'm also Philip. And I'm Philip. And today we are discussing Surfing Bird <laughs> from 1977 Rocket to Russia. That is the third studio album by this band that we talk about all the time. Third time's a charm. This is written by uh, a number of people. It is credited. So many. Yeah. It is credited to uh, the Rivingtons, which was Carl White, Alfred Frazier, John Harris, and Turner Wilson, but, but this is a cover by of the song by the Trashman. Yeah, so, explain that one to our listeners out there. I will. <laughs> um, so the Trashmen were a surf band in the 60s. And they heard the Rivingtons play two songs. <laughs> and it's like, it's like those stupid origin stories you see in movies where like they say exactly what it is. Those two songs are The Bird's the Word and Papa Umau. Papa Umau. It's kind of like Paul McCartney was walking down the street and somebody was eating, like a horse was eating hay. And then someone mispronounced the word June into Jew. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so that's where it came from. The Trashmen made it. They smashed the two together and made this thing. They smashed, smash. They trashed smash. this thing together. Two songs by the same band. Yeah. That sounded so much alike that they made them into one song. They don't exactly sound alike. Did you listen to the original? To those ribbons? To, to the original Umamo? No. To, Papa to, Umama? to the Mama? Rivington versions of Papa Umama. I didn't go as far back as the Rivingtons. Okay. Because I didn't care about this song enough. <laughs> Let me get some facts and then we'll get to that. Please. Please so, feel free to be the bridge for I our gave, listeners because I didn't have the time. <laughs> I gave this song category of party. Nice. Because of all the Umamos? Because... I figure if you're saying Umamao that much, that must be a party. Fun's going on. That is my new favorite thing. P.S. Papa Umamao's? I am going to Papa Umamao. The next time a party's going well for me, I'm just going to start saying it. That's That makes me very happy. This place is going so great. I'm just, I'm going to give it five Papa Umamao's. Papa Umamao, Papa Umamao. I mean, here's the thing it's more fun to say than it is to hear. <laughs> really? You're really keeping your cards close to the I don't, I don't mean best. to jump ahead. Let's just let's, get, let's continue on with the facts. So, it's really so important. Taking taking that into consideration, <laughs> um, this song represents the Ramones' highest played cover song. If, Shut up! If you're not counting Chinese Rocks, which I kind of don't because they sort of Dee Dee sort of wrote it, and you know, okay. then they didn't play it first, but it's kind of their song always. This is their most. They've they played no other cover song more than this, according to Setlist Sound oh, FM. So take it, take it for what it is. Okay. Do you want to guess? Oh my god! How many times? times? I'll give you three guesses, and they are higher than hundred times. I'm so disappointed in the Ramones right now. <laughs> Two hundred times. One more, and you're gonna have to go higher. Oh, what? I don't get this. Three hundred times. I found four hundred twenty-five. Shut up. 425. It's a top 20 performer. 
Oh, man. Now, let's think about that. All right. So you can All right. just make sense of the world. Because sometimes... It's hard for me right now. Sometimes it's Everything hard. Everything seems upside down. Right. I'm in the upside down. Right. <laughs> well, let's just think about this. This is on the third album. Okay. Right? Sure. So it's already... It's got a lot of history behind it. Sure, 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 sure. It's sure. also on one of their most revered albums. Yes. So you'd almost think anything off of that is going to get a big response. Sure. Yes. So I think those two things coming together, maybe... That's it. I'm gonna take a help. guess that okay. these guys must have just really loved this song and thought it was ridiculous and hilarious, which they do sometimes. Yes. You know, right? Do things because they're ridiculous and hilarious more than they're good. Sure. <laughs> I I wonder. This is a bigger. <laughs> this is like a. I mean, it's not prepared with this half baked philosophy, but I wonder if there is almost. If there's almost a way to point at sort of the genesis spirit of punk music in this song. Sure. It's like, it might be... The ultimate punk song? The No, I wasn't going to say that, <laughs> but I was going to say it might be the most annoying song that there is. Oh my God, it's one of my top three most annoying songs By design. That's sure. the thing. There's like there's sure. songs that like train sing that, that are super annoying. I get this that. one they had to know. I'm sure they do know, and I'm sure and I'm sure I'm not even a trashman in this case, but And I'm yeah. sure they think it's fun. One hundred percent. And again, say it to yourself. Pop up my mouth. It's fun to say, and I'm <laughs> sure Joey wrapped his beautiful lips around that one and he just couldn't get enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> um so I get it. It's like it's like going to karaoke. Like, you know, you enjoy the song more, really, than the audience. Yeah. And so you're going to sing it, and you're going to sing it the best you can, but it's not really for anybody but you. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's what I feel like this song is. Um, and so going into our theory of them loving this song, for yeah. whatever reason. I mean, because I, I have to say, they must have loved this song. Yeah. Otherwise, why would they play it? That many times. Well, that's insane. See, that's, that's kind of what I'm going for with this idea of it being a punk song. Be, or like one of those like creators of the spirit of it. Yeah. Because part of what I think spurred on the punk music movement mm-hmm. was the kind of idea that like you don't want to make music that your parents are going to enjoy. Sure. And speaking as a parent or even just a human, yeah, I can acknowledge that if my kid played Surfing Bird repeatedly, I would not enjoy it. Right. Because, because it's the same things over and over. It's just yeah. over and over again. Yeah. So I think in a way there is almost like that antagonism... Against totally. the audience. This is a signing. A lot of it is probably more than just love. So it, you're but... trying to tell me that this song is the Andy Kaufman wow. of punk songs, basically. Or punk songs of songs. Of not songs. Not even punk songs. <laughs> of songs. It's like, this song is meant to get under your skin. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> well, you know what's weird, too? I don't know if I'd go that far. I, no, no. I'm I sure that wasn't through. the intention. But, but, just... but here's the weird thing is the Trashmen were a surf band. Yeah. But more in the line of like the Ventures where they just played like instrumental things yeah yeah so it's funny and i don't know how intentionally or what they decided it where they're like we're an instrumental band but let's do one with words (laughs) just these words 
That's all. Just these nonsense like, words. What words are we going to get? And then, <laughs> like, take those two song titles and say them over and over again. And jam them together. And jam them together. And they did it. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I have a few more facts. Do you have Sweet. any other facts? Well, I'll let you get through your facts. Okay. Well, I thought some of these were interesting. Um, your mileage may vary. Uh, so, more sort of punk credibility here. Um, yeah, who else? We know the Ramones played this a lot. Too many times. But maybe one of the first punk bands to play it was the Cramps, and they played it before the Ramones. Mm-hmm. The Ramones, I said Ramones. How, the what, Ramones. You mean? They played it in, there's a credited time of them playing it in June of 1977 at CBGB. Okay. Now, the interesting thing that puts a credit to the Ramones loving the song maybe the Cramps did it to just irritate people but the Ramones really loved it was so the Cramps play it and then uh, between that time between the Cramps playing it their first time and the second time the Ramones played it 20 times and recorded it on an album uh huh so do you you think that those things had correlation to each other well I kind of wondered if they heard that the cramp. They heard the cramps version. I mean, it's in their mm-hmm. letter, home turf, right? Yeah, yeah. They heard the cramps version, or they heard they did it. I'm sure they knew about it. It was like yeah. a big popular song. But I think, in some way, it wouldn't. It's all conjecture, conspiracy theory. Type but stuff. why? Why else are we here? Why else Come are on. we on the internet? <laughs> um, but I, I would think that like that there could be an element of competition in there to be like, oh no, we can do that. Like that's a. If there's ever been a more Ramon song in the world, it's this song. Yeah, so yeah. let's do this garbage song and just this garbage song. And not well, only that, but like do it all the time. So the next yeah. time it's like the Cramps maybe just farted it out one night. Be like, oh, we're accident. We accidentally played Surf and Bird. I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not on the Cramps cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. Is I, that I, the podcast? The Cramps I, cast? I, it is now. We're gonna start <laughs> it right after this. Um. I had a question and I just totally lost it. About them playing it a zillion times? Yeah. Anyway. Well, let me throw this in there. Please. Um, Fill the hole, the void that I've left. This song, I didn't look at where it charted. Um, No, no, I did. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, that was actually my question. Number four. Oh, okay, perfect. The the Trashman version. Okay, yes. Um, Because my question becomes, maybe this song was to these guys at a time in their life like huge like mm-hmm. as an example Nirvana's Team Spirit or something I mean mm-hmm. maybe this song to them was a big deal sure and I just don't understand the context of that because I didn't live in the 60s well or maybe it, may, it might have been in that if you think it's intimidating to start a band because you're listening to all these bands with it was like oh, True I, can't, that. I can't write lyrics like yeah, John yeah, Lennon yeah. and you're like, you're like oh you don't need to <laughs> you just gotta have these nonsense yeah things that you just say over and over again so there's something to yeah, that yeah um, it peaked at number four on its original release which is also crazy to me it is crazy. But I feel like the That's 60s crazy. were more of a time where songs could be weird and like, like what do they call them? Novelty songs, uh-huh. you know? I guess it's kind of a novelty They're song. They're coming to take me away. <laughs> like, there's so many songs yeah. like that from the 60s, you know? Yes. Um, now, it also had a resurgence in 2010. So you may appreciate this. There's a couple factors in here. One is it was on some episode of The Family Guy where... Peter decides it's his favorite song and basically that show I think used it the same way we're discussing where it's like they basically just annoyed the hell out of everybody <laughs> playing it a times. 
But that helped. Easy I bit. I think. Yeah, easy bit. Um, it's, it's a family guy. He, he gets like their, their subtitle. Aww. That's right. Um, uh, it had this other resurgence in 2010 when there was a Facebook campaign to make this song top, be like the top song in the UK for Christmas. What? So if you know Love Actually, you know that the Christmas song, like the, the number one song at Christmas time in the UK is like a big deal. So it has been oftentimes for a long time the whoever wins that show the X Factor. Okay. And there's a lot of exposition for this. No, song. it's it's these are so many details that I just okay. don't know, so it's fine. I'm just so listening. In the UK, just okay. assume it's a big deal to get that slot. Sure. And I feel the, like you're our UK ambassador right now, so okay, it's fascinating. So Pip Pip. <laughs> there's <laughs> come to UK City. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And there's that show, The X Factor, which is like American Idol and, you know, they, sure, 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 they sure. mold yeah. pop stars, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so I think some people thought, well, that's rubbish, as they would say. <laughs> that's rubbish. I love it. And that. that's bollocks. Yeah. Because those artists are just, you know, they're propped up by all these things. So we should try to counter that. We should try to take back the musical top 100 or whatever was something else. And they had a campaign to drive that song oh, man. to the top. They did not make the top, but they made number three. Wow. This song has some magic on it, doesn't it? It's really strange. Uh, and then the last stat that I found, or last fact that I found, uh, that I thought you'd appreciate was, it might have been when it was performed on American Bandstand or something like that, but Dick Clark... Remarked that it was one of the most strange and unusual songs of 1963. I feel like he didn't have to add 1963. Yeah, <laughs> he did not need to. It reminds me of that Arrested Development thing where it's, I think it's Arrested Development, where it's like Joan Baez called him the most, it's like the, the most vacant person. It was like, that feels like that type of thing. Like, that is the strangest and unusual song. Yeah. I watched the performance. Did you watch the performance, the mm. Trashman performance? No. Oh, the one where it's black and white and the guy yeah. just walking around the stage? As a bird. Like yeah. Like bird walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's it. it. It reminds me of, to sidebar for one second. Sure. This is what this song reminds me of, okay? Mm-hmm. There was a time when you and I did comedy in Chicago. And we right. would do improv a lot at a, at a certain theater there. And there would be a lot of, I'm quoting air quotes, alt comedy there, oh, you know? Yeah. And so people would, they would they would have time slots where they could try out weird stuff and one time I think one guy just like took a nap on stage and mm. it was just you yeah, know that type of stuff yeah like that's how I feel about this song which is like ugh <laughs> <laughs> okay here's my biggest Write pet peeve bits. here's my biggest pet peeve how long is this song <laughs> it's so freaking long we don't need two minutes of this you know give it to me in a 30 minute shot and I'm good to go I'm so, gonna think this is hilarious so uh, but play this 400 times and I'm gonna be like a little, a little look behind the curtain. Don't we have here. anything off brain drain we can come back to? Like, please. Man, you heard it. Yeah. That's the first time she said it. Yeah. Um, so a little look inside our world, uh, everyone. Um, we normally, as we're preparing these episodes, we'll play the song before. Just so we can get it fresh. Sure. And I started playing this song. And I think it got maybe... Two the first seconds. little measures Four in, and, and Molly's like, "Got it, got it." 
Because you do. You in got es- it. In essence, you do. You don't need any more. That's, I dare say, the beauty of it, but that's the beauty of it. Um, those are the facts that I had. I, I'm really interested in this campaign. I should have looked up more about well, it. Well, I have, I have a couple of facts okay. that I would like to Oh, hit me with some uh, Pee Wee Herman covered this. Sure. And I feel like Pee Wee Herman is the only person who should be allowed to sing this song. Everybody else, okay. go to hell. <laughs> because, you know what I mean? I mean, I, okay, yes, 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 yes. If it's his character. We're, we're, we're validating character. the song by calling it, you know, some kind of punk rock ethos. I mean, I get that. And I support that. I think that. there's the early spirit. Yes, and, then, and I respect that. I just still think the song is real effing annoying. You're so, not wrong. See, here's the thing. No, yeah, I agree. You're not wrong. Agreed. Agreed. Neither is mutually exclusive. Exactly. Um, And, you know, if you look this song up, it's been in a lot of stuff. Like, it's it's in a lot of movies, it's in a lot of shows. Yeah. My fact on this is, somebody's still making a lot of money off of this song. So, literally, like, who blessed this? Like, what, what magician put the sparkle on this song that this song gets to live on 50, 60 years after it was made. I mean, think about all the songs in the world. And this song is still making someone a boatload of cash. You've heard that. You know what the, the true successor of this? I, I had that big highfalutin thing of like, you know, this is one of the things that spawned punk rock, that type of thing. The true successor of this is that peanut butter jelly time song. You know that? Yeah, but that didn't come out before this song. No. No, okay. But I'm saying... Yes, Successor, am I saying it right? Oh, it's yeah. a successor it came to this. After. Okay, like, right, right, right. That's the spirit of it. Yes. Where it's, it's just the same yes. thing. And But that song wasn't released as a real pop song, <laughs> was it? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It just so. became kind of an internet thing, right? Yeah. So this song was released as real music and played on the radio. Yeah, a lot. With, with Molly, the Beatles Molly, and with The was, Who and it was with. Purchased. Yeah. People bought it. <laughs> People bought this. And like the the Ugh. the upswing of it, like on things like Family Guy and that sort of stuff. Yeah. It would cause a resurgence in the Which song. Which is so crazy. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as that money, I didn't follow the money on this, but I swear there was some story that like the trashmen themselves did not get a lot. Man, the Rivingtons must be stoked. I then. hope so. Because the Rivingtons were making it without the Trashmen combining their two songs, making the one song. You know, I mean, that's really the thing. P.S. You should check out those two songs. Okay. Because they're they're more like R and B songs. All right. I mean, they still have those words in I'm there. I'm sorry, I did. It was very lazy of me not to, but I just didn't no. care about this song at all. And just I only did it on a I only did it on a whim, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. It, but you. You would probably enjoy those songs. Yeah, and and we were kind of talking a little bit about it before we started recording that there was a series of these songs in the '60s that were kind of silly songs. Mm-hmm. I think it became Henry the Eighth was yeah, one it became of them. kind of popular to redo these silly songs somewhere in the '70s. Mm-hmm. You know, Joan Jett has a couple of songs. Like she does a ton of covers, by the way, yes. Joan Jett. And she's got a couple of covers. I'm like, do we really need this again? We already have it. We don't need it, Joan. Like, you, like you're like you one of the most badass ladies of all time. And you're going to do this song? Like what? Hit me. Um, Surfing Bird. No. <laughs> she might have done this song. I mean, she did a couple of those, like, real lame-os. Um, I'll have to go back and look at her okay, discography. But you on the, that's, you on that's the not the podcast we're doing. Oh, 
<laughs> save it I'm for, sorry. Save I just for, don't have it into my fingertips. Save it for JetCast. Yeah. <laughs> JetCast. Oh, man. Now you got my juices going. Jonin out or something like that? Jonin oh, out. That's right. JetCast. Well, Jonesy's jukebox is already a thing. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. We can work on that. Anyway. So. um, uh, Yeah. Do you have any other facts? I, I That's all the facts that I had. So I don't think we got a definitive answer. And I don't want to speak in hyperbole. Mm-hmm. But I wondered if this is the most annoying song. Of all time or in the Ramones camp? I mean, let's not say all time. Because I'm sure there's a more annoying song. But is it... And it could be the Ramones version or the Trashman version or anything. But is this the most annoying song to like be that popular that everybody knows her. yeah it's gotta be right 100 I can't think of anything no I remember distinctly one time we were driving back it's when I lived in Chicago yeah and uh, my wife and I had gone to Minnesota to visit some friends and a we lovely were, place a lovely place they say 10,000 lakes but they're underestimating themselves wow it's more like 16 well we were driving back, and I was listening to, I think, the live version. Uh, well, it was, it was a, I think it was It's Alive. We were listening to the whole album, and they got to this, and I swear, she was like, how much more of this song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, well, let's, okay, sidebar. Okay. What is the most annoying Ramon song? Is this it? I think... If we're talking objectively, like science is at play, it has to, it has to be at play. Science always has to be at play. Science, you can't just you can't deny science. <laughs> if we're if we're thinking scientifically, I don't I cannot think of another song, let alone a Ramon song, that is actually more irritating. Yeah. And and I'm and again I'm not disparaging on it, but I'm just stating a fact that like. It's a, like an irritating voice or like an annoying sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And it's the same words over and over. Mm-hmm. And and you can't believe it's going on. Like, is this still happening? It's almost, I'm going to this like highfalutin <laughs> thing. Yeah, is this still happening? It's almost like I'm going, I'm reaching these big things, but I feel like the words I'm using are also what you hear people describing the Ramones' first concerts. We're like, I can't believe... This is going on, and it's still going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Did they? Are they playing the same song? Are they playing which over is, and over which again? Which is why maybe the joke's on us. I think it is. I think it I is think, too. Obviously, so. it is. obviously it is. Obviously it is. Their bones are making a choice. It's the and yeah. good on them, but also. Yeah. So you, yeah. are you? Do cast I a hate vote, it. I I want them to put this in the garbage because it's garbage. I. I'm conflicted about this song. I so mean, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to give you a full crummy stuff. Okay. Right. Fair. I'm going to say it's no crummy stuff. It's, it is no, I would in my, take in my crummy heart. stuff over this a million times. In my heart. But. I would make crummy stuff London's number one <laughs> Christmas song. 
that over this in a heartbeat. Fantastic. That would be so great, by the way. That would be, be Could you imagine Resurgence being around a tree with your family singing <laughs> crummy stuff as you open presents? That would be mind. That's a mind-blowing alternate timeline right there. You know what I mean? Where every everyone remembers when they first heard crummy stuff. Oh yeah. That and hey ya were the big points of our lives. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, I'm going to like this song, and okay. here's and here's why. Okay. There are times when I'll, I'll say this: most times I probably don't get through the song all the way if I'm just because li- you have a life. If I'm just going through things. If I'm listening to the album tip to tail, then... That's what they say in London, right? Tip to tail. Uh, if I'm listening to it front to back, yeah. all the way through, then I that is when I most likely complete it. Uh-huh. With all of that being said, the part that gets me through is it sounds great. Like, the actual noise. Music, yeah. Yeah. It is recorded great. Uh-huh. That guitar sounds amazing. I mean, Even like yeah. it's Rocket to Russia. Let's not forget. That's that's what it, I'm it's saying. primo so production. It is. It's best case scenario team. And so part of me, like in this sort of metatextual way, I'm appreciating it because it is such like that song is so dumb. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately it's like I'm not putting it down. It's a fact. It yeah. is the dumbest song. Yeah, and they made it. Like, the only way it would actually be funnier is if they had had, like, an incredible, like, London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> I would I mean? like it better. But but it's bad. <laughs> I'm not saying that... I don't know. The, but the, but yeah. it sounds so great. Yeah. That it's so annoying. It's, like, such an annoying, great-sounding song. Or mm-hmm. is it a great-sounding, annoying song? I, I don't know. I think it's so a great-sounding, annoying so song. So I'm giving it a like. Okay. I'm liking it. I'm liking it because I appreciate it. I, I'm happy that you can turn us on to a different way to look at it. I'm I'm sure everybody I'm my listening best here, loves this song, and I'm. I bet people. I, I I gotta think that like diehards who went to the concert, like tons of concerts, probably like. Surely someone has said, "I can't wait for the surfing bird part." Because <laughs> they always played it four hundred times. Oh, P.S. <laughs> P.S. The words "surfing bird" are the only. Ties to the surfing act. Yeah, totally. Like the rest of the time, the bird is the word. Right. That gets you places. And then it's all Papa Umamo. Papa Umamo. Papa Umamo. So, uh, who are you going to give the most valuable Ramon statuette to? I'm going to give it to Tommy Ramon. Okay. Because I miss him. (laughs) Oh. I think that's valid because I actually do like... The drums on this? If nothing else, this is one of the songs, and maybe this is me, I'm not trying to swear your vote at all. No, but you've already sucked up to the production. I've already sucked up to the production. So, I think part of this, this is practically an instrumental. Yeah. So, and by instrumental, I mean when you listen to it, now, when I, the times I get through it, <laughs> it's more me admiring how it is just a wall of noise. Uh-huh, yeah. And... In a way, just having the same words over and over, that's yeah. Joey being also a wall of noise. It's the same thing. Johnny's only playing like one note yeah. 16 times yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. Yeah. They're all just going all yeah. nonstop. Um, so I'm going to give it to, uh, I'm going to give it to Ed Stasium. 
Ed Stasium. I'm gonna give it to Ed Stasium because because I said he's all that engineering stuff about it. Sound. Nice. Yeah. I, lo- I love an Ed Stasium. Because think if it though. sounded awful. Okay. Yeah. Then well, we'd never get through it ever. It's uh, just to bring it back one more time to this idea that this could be the ultimate punk song. <laughs> I didn't say A that. Thesis you by said Philip Mott. No one what? Um, you know, the Ramones pride themselves. Do they pride themselves? Or maybe other people pride them on the fact they only really use a couple of chords. Every yeah. song's about three chords or mm-hmm. something. This song's only about three words. Yeah. So three real words. Yeah, three real words. Then the yeah. made up words. So I mean that real you words, know, real words, Molly, that you have now promised to put into your mouth. So I mean, it had, well, it had an impact on you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's more fun to say it than to actually hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and if I ever say that at a party, everybody's gonna get mad and be like, "Oh, that song's stuck in my head now," because <laughs> you just can't get it out. See, that's the thing that I think. I bet that's even part what of what they loved too. about. Of course, I bet they just of love course they did. People of off. course they did. But look, Ramones weren't always right, man. Okay, yeah. Get are out. They, are, <laughs> okay, they made some bad choices too. I'm not saying this is the worst choice they ever made. I'm just saying it's not my favorite. That's fair. That's fair. Well, do you have any last parting shots? Man, did I come down too hard on Survivor? No, you're fine. Yeah. This is, you live your life. Yeah, I mean, I think it's garbage town and... (laughs) I'm just saying, these guys did a bunch of surf songs. Mm -hmm. Not that this is really a surf song anyway, but... Ah, It's got the word surf in it, it counts. And, um, you know... Uh, I'll say one last thing I just remembered. Yeah. Um, But recently there was an adorable video of Iggy Pop singing a version of this song to a cockatiel. Aw, that is adorable. And even, but, to be fair, I still couldn't get through the whole video. <laughs> like, no. He's not doing it like this. Yeah. He's just kind of singing it, and part of me is like, where's it going to go? But again. Unless his birds start singing, again, what do I care? Iggy Pop's probably loving singing this song, because it's fun for him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Joey Ramone probably loved singing this song. It was fun for him. Yes. <laughs> well, Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I hope this was fun for you. Please follow us on Twitter. We're at Ramones Podcast. And join us next time when we will be discussing Surfing Safari on Ramones of the Day. Ramones of the Day.